Oh, come back. I can't wait. I haven't time. I must end this letter. I haven't time. I'd love to help you, but I haven't time. I can't accept. I don't have time. I can't think. I can't read. I'm swamped. I haven't time. I'd like to pray, but I haven't time. When God came into the world at Christmas, people, you guessed it, didn't have time. They were too busy. There was no room for him in the inn. The Apostle John writes, he came unto his own, and they that were his own people received him not. And it seems that still today there is no room and no time. And we crowd him out with so many, many things, especially with our busyness. In today's Gospel lesson, the Lord Jesus tells a parable about busy people. A man, he said, gave a banquet, and he sent out invitations through his servants. And one by one, those who were invited to the banquet offered their excuse for not being able to come. One was busy with his farm another with his wife, still another with his oxen. Now what Jesus is saying here is that man can become so busy making a living that he neglects to make a life. God can be crowded out so easily by the trivial and the frivolous the things that matter most in life are at the mercy of the things that matter least. Jesus is telling us also that important duties in life, when they keep us away from God, are not duties at all, but sins. The people in the parable all made excuses and all were pleas of being busy, busy, busy with their affairs. C.S. Lewis, that very intelligent Christian, remarked somewhere that the devil captures many of us not by preventing us from our spiritual encounters with Jesus, but by whispering to us precisely at the right moment that just now we're a little too busy. Another time, perhaps? Not now. How true is this beautiful proverb, when the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And my, are we busy. Everything has to be done right away. 
right now. There's even a supercomputer now that operates at a trillionth of a second. I can't imagine what a trillionth of a second is, but the computer does. And it operates that quickly. They even call on you by phone now to tell you that your fax line is busy. And the patient in Florida billed his ophthalmologist $90 for keep, keeping him waiting in the office for one hour. Time is more valuable than money today. And there are people who are so busy that they pay other people to shop for them from catalogs. One person wrote, Technology is increasing the heartbeat. We are inundated with information. The mind simply can't handle it all. The pace is so fast, I sometimes feel like a gunfighter dodging bullets. End quote. One of Calvin Coolidge's classic one-liners was, the business of America is business. Americans have a reputation all over the world for being busy. In fact, the name for the white man in Kenya is literally a word which means one who runs around in circles. And uh, one Kenyan, I remember hearing from a missionary to Kenya, when he saw an American missionary wearing a wristwatch, said to him, you Americans have watches, but we Kenyans have the time. We need to realize that speed is not everything. If it were, rabbits would rule the world. Gandhi said once, there is more to life than increasing its speed. Strange, isn't it, that we Americans who have more labor-saving devices in our homes than any other people in the world complain that we don't have time. Could it be that the result of all of this fast living is fast dying? Listen to these words of a fellow pastor, quote, On a Friday night, a man boasted to me that he had not taken a vacation in 25 years. He was too busy selling insurance. The following Monday, I conducted his funeral. He died of a heart attack. Fast living. Fast dying. And the tragedy of it, of it all is that we miss the banquet that Jesus talks about in the Gospel lesson this morning. We miss the kingdom. We miss the greatest gift of all, eternal life through Christ our Lord and Savior. We expect that God should have time, time for us. And he does. 
Because if God is ever busy, He is always busy for us on behalf of us. But most of us have no time for Him. We give Him a pinch of our time, a pinch of our love, a pinch of our commitment, if that. Perhaps we should face the deeper, deeper implications of this. Namely, if we are never alone with God, and if we have no time for church or prayer, it is not because we're too busy. It is because we don't care for Him. God is not a priority for us. And we had better face the facts. Someone said once, quote, Your date book is your creed. What you believe in, you have time for. May I share with you this beautiful poem by T. Frick, rather humorous. Too busy to laugh, too busy to pray, too busy to play, too busy to loaf even for a day, too busy to smile or walk a mile, too busy to see that beautiful tree or gaze a while at the open sea. From friend and foe, all they know, I'm too busy. Too much hurry, too much rush, no time to listen to the song of the thrush. Too busy to live, too busy to love, too busy ever to look above. At last, at the pearly gate, I can hear St. Peter say, you're too busy. Please go away. If I let you in, you wouldn't stay. You're too busy. I like the truth in the following verse. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it but it's up to me to use it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny minute, but eternity is in it. You say you don't have time, but you have a minute, and eternity is, is in it. We mutter and sputter, we fume and we spurt, we mumble and grumble, our feelings get hurt. We can't understand things, our vision grows dim, when all that we need is communion with Him. Take a minute for communion with Him. An anonymous writer has penned this prayer which is pertinent to the needs of many of us today 
and it's on the back page of the bulletin. Slow me down, Lord. I'd like for all of us to read it, to pray it together. Back page of the bulletin. Under Think on These Things. Together, slow me down, Lord. Ease the pounding of my heart by quieting my mind. Steady my hurried pace. Give me calmness amid the confusion of my day. Break the tension of my nerves with the soothing music of thy love that lives in my memory. Teach me the art of taking minute vacations to pray for a friend or to look at some beauty of nature. Help me to realize there is more to my to Christian life than speed. Let me look upward toward the branches of the towering oak and remember that it grew great and strong because it grew slowly. Slow me down, Lord. Slow me down. And don't put it away because now we're going to read what's exactly next to it on the left-hand side of Slow Me Down. I'd like to conclude with these words by James Hastings because they make for a beautiful summary to all that we have talked about this morning. Together, it was a time when every available accommodation was called for. The people of the inn were too busy to recognize that here was a claim upon their human sympathy, which in their less occupied moments they never would have denied. And so Christ was simply crowded out. There was no room. Without doubt, it is the same today. Every chamber of the soul is so filled with human interests that there is little room for Christ. There is little, if any, time for him. And this is true because our time is demanded by a thousand other things. Our interest is drawn off in a thousand other directions. Our life is crowded full with possessions and pleasures until, strange though it seems, there is no room for the Savior except in the stable. If we are so preoccupied as to have no room for Jesus Christ in our life, then our life is a failure. This, then, is the test of everything. Room for Christ. Room for Christ. I conclude with this verse from John 1, 9. The true light that enlightens every person was coming into the world. He was in the world. The world was made through him. Yet the world knew him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. Let us pray. Lord, save us from our busyness when it keeps us from receiving the light that shines from the star of Bethlehem. If we have never done so before, help us this Christmas to receive the best gift of all, 
you, our Lord and Savior, come to be born in the manger of our hearts. Give us the power to become your children, that we may find time to love and serve our loved ones at home, our fellow pilgrims in this world, and you, the creator of the world, and of our, and our Savior. Amen. <laughs>